you said you'd come. Lawrence, hope you're not too late. We know each other. He's a friend from work. Hey, good evening, everybody. What's up? Uh, welcome to our review of the year podcast. Um, my name is Jason, and as always, I'm joined by the Mag Geek Up North, Big A. Say what's up. What's up, peeps? And the wrestling kid, Rich Kid, is in my side of town as well. Rich Kid, say what's up, man. What's happening? Cool. Well, we hope you guys had a, a really good Christmas break. Um, we were planning on doing a Christmas special, but unfortunately, it just didn't happen. Sorry. Um, but you know, we hope you enjoyed yourselves anyway, cause we sure did. Um, I did a lot of eating and drinking. How about you lot? Did you? Yeah, mostly. Cool. Cool. Well, that's the way it should be anyway, man. It's about spreading joy, but you know what? We're going to spread some more joy cause it's that time of the year where we are coming to the end of, of a specific year in this case, 2017. And so we want to take a, a little while to just kind of look back at some of the, the highlights of the year. So what we're doing with this podcast is we're doing it in two parts. So part one, uh, which is what you're listening to now, is our end of year review. Um, and it will be all of the positives from the year. So the things that we really enjoyed um, from the movie world and from the TV world and so on. So uh, we'll cover all of that. Um, and yeah, when you listen to this, let us know what you thought of some of the things as well. And uh, we'll let you know at the end of the show how you can get in touch with us and things like that as well. Um, but yeah, otherwise, I mean, we might as well get cracking, really. Um, what did you guys think of, uh, was the biggest news story of, of the year, really, from 2017 now? I mean, this is hard because you've got to cast your mind back quite away because it feels like January was ages ago now, um, even though really it wasn't. But, um, you know, has there been anything in, in the news, uh, entertainment-wise, that's come out that's really kind of... Um, I guess, made an impact for you this year in one way or another, I guess in a positive way as well, seeing as we're talking about the best things. Um, so, yeah, was there anything good that kind of came out from the entertainment world this year for you guys? Uh, we'll start with you, Rich. Yeah, man. Hey, Harvey got caught, bro. I don't know we're laughing. I know there's like people out there listening and like, you know. No, no, I'm, I'm no. I'm laughing because it's a joke. I'm laughing yeah, no. and we're laughing because we're happy. Like, mm. you know, like uh, that fucker got caught. Yeah, like, well, uh, I mean, it was a long time coming, it seems, as well. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A long time. I mean, coming. I mean, there's, there's a lot more that we can talk about it, about how things have been handled and it, and it throws things up in the air. But we're not that type of show. We're not going to get too deep. Mm. But just him and the badness and the bullshit and the fuckeries that he did, that made me happy, man. That made me happy. Like, um, yeah, it's, it's just, I, I think it's, it's just, it's a nice little eye opener. Um, to the fuckeries that happens in in hollywood that we've always kind of noticed but we haven't really paid attention to like remember jay like remember when we used to talk about rose mcgowan we'd be like what what happened to rose mcgowan bro and we'd be like yeah man she's a dead actress anyway bro <laughs> like mm -hmm. not knowing that she's kind of been blackballed 
well, I mean, allegedly blackboard and, you know, X, Y, Z, but, you know, when, when you've got 150 cases, if you take away 50 of those cases, you still got 100. <laughs> at, at least, at least X amount of those 100 has to be true. So Harvey's guilty in, in, in my eyes from what, from what I can gather. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that, I think that was, the, that was the biggest thing off the top of my head mm-hmm. um, that came out this year that, 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 made, that made me happy because um, people were being, I mean, justice hasn't been served anything as of yet, but people were being listened to. And that's one of the things that I don't, that I don't like. I don't like, like me, myself, I don't like talking and not being listened to. Mm. You know, so, so yeah. So good to those people that who spoke out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, I hear you. Amen to that, bro. Amen to that. Um, Alvin, how about you, man? Was there anything uh, big from the entertainment world that, that got you excited this year? Uh, probably the Marvel, the Marvel Disney thing, uh, with no Disney acquiring 20th Century Fox, sorry, even, uh, mm. just because the possibilities really as to what it could be, we've not seen yet. Uh, it's not that it made me particularly that excited. It's just that other people excited by it, but, but we don't know how it's going to play out yet. So it'll be interesting to see as to, uh, as to how all that goes down, but I was expecting it not to happen. And then when I woke up and then found out it happened, I was like, well, shit anything could happen mm. now mm. yeah unfortunately listeners we didn't get to kind of cover the story in full we, we kind of talked about it in some of our previous podcasts so if you go back and listen i mean when the news kind of broke that there was negotiations we we kind of talked about um the story around that and the kind of things that could potentially happen but obviously at that point it wasn't you know confirmed so we couldn't really say yes it's definitely happening and this is going to happen and that's going to happen well yeah, I mean, as you now know by now, yeah, it has happened. Um, I guess, boy, if you were a betting man and you'd put money on it, um, you know, then you'd be quids in right about now because, um, yeah, <laughs> it's happened. None of us believed it was going to happen, really, but it did. Um, and as Alvin said, I guess we, we kind of have to wait and see what what kind of develops from that. But, yeah, I mean, in terms of the possibilities, the possibilities are endless, so... Yeah, it's definitely uh, one of the more exciting stories that, that came out from this year. So, yeah, I would agree with both of you, man. Um, I really got nothing else to add. I mean, those are probably two of the biggest things. And I think you've both kind of covered the reasons why as well. So, yeah, that's fair enough, man. That's fair enough. Um, what was kind of the uh, the most enjoyable experience you had um this year from kind of a a pop culture point of view it doesn't necessarily have to be like a specific movie or or something like that but um just something you know pop culture related that you did this year that you enjoyed um because rich and i have have two experiences that we shared this year which was really good which i'll get to but um yeah alvin I, i don't know if there's anything you did this year specifically that that you enjoyed doing yeah pop culture something pop culture related that i just enjoyed Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, for me, it would have to be Star Wars Celebration, mm-hmm. uh, going to Celebration again, and uh, it being in uh, Orlando, Florida, uh, just still just great to be there and, you know, sleep on a convention floor, fucking see the trailer for The Last Jedi uh, with fans and members of the cast, and, and yeah, just just to have time off work <laughs> and stuff like that and just spend money, eat whatever the hell I wanted, uh, and be a nice, hot florida weather right so yeah for me it'll be star Wars celebration mm-hmm. yeah definitely that's that's a biggie man that is a biggie um rich i mean for for me and you as i said there's, there's two that we cut the experiences that we kind of share together um that i was going to talk about but um you know if there's anything you want to add as well uh feel free man jump in you're gonna have to remind hey listen 
You know how I like to deviate, bro. <laughs> you know how I like to deviate. No, no, no. I need to tell you because I, I was kind of. You see, I was kind of quiet there. One of the worst things that scares me. I'm here. Were I'm sitting in the room trying to think. Wait, what did we do? I, I, was, I was. You know what? I was. I was racking my brains. I was like, "What the fuck are you talking about? What did, what did me and do together?" And then out the corner of my eye, I saw something move, and I was like, "Wait a minute!" And then I saw that a daddy long legs. I was like, "Shit!" I'm not even scared of them anyway. But it just reminded me. You know, one of the scariest things ever. You know, when you think you've killed a spider. And like, see, like you're in a shower or like in a bath, and you hit the spider, it's like boom. And you'd be like, Yeah, let me clean it up when I finish bathing in it. And you go back to bathing in the shower, and then you come back, and the spider's gone. How much does your heart beat? That just reminds just something random, innit? <laughs> yeah. But don't tell me that doesn't scare you, bro. <laughs> like, but that's what I just felt when I saw this daddy long legs. I was like, What's that? No, it's my imagination. And then I saw it just fucking bouncing. And it, that's what made me throw my, my train of thought. But um, for me, um, best pop culture thing that happened to me this year um i think one of them probably would have had to be um seeing the last jedi um the the, the british premiere mm. in the in the royal albert hall with a bunch of uh movie well, stars and models premiere, no less isn't it? yeah 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 celebrity premiere yeah um and being you know suited up by burberry and uh, and rushing it with the royals as well and stuff like that and you know and sitting next next to like mark strong and his family and then and just waxing lyrical about star wars for a little bit so, so that was pretty strong. much of a big up to mark strong yeah yeah big, big listen big up to mark strong big up to his family they're a beautiful family and um and yeah man like I, i've got nothing bad to say about them he's, he's a very impo- he's a very imposing man i, I went <laughs> after i checked his age and i was like man i was like motherfucker's like 52 but <laughs> listen he'd talk and i'd still sit down and listen <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. He's got one of them voices that will just like he will command you to do some shit. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. you know, I mean, like if he says do it, you're doing that. Like it's as simple as that. <laughs> you know, he'd say something crazy like, "Hey, you boy," you'd be like, "Don't talk to me like that." Say, "Hey, listen, you better go jump in that fire." Can <laughs> you go jump in it standardly? <laughs> like, is this enough jumping, sir? She's like jumping. <laughs> you're not burning enough boy you're like yes sir mr strong sir <laughs> yeah yeah he's definitely a, a, got a presence and a, a character about him man, for sure but i'm surprised you didn't mention the two things so i'll mention them anyway um mm. one of which was uh earlier this year um and again if you've been listening to our podcast all year then you'll know that we went to uh the resident evil um, virtual reality experience for the release of uh, Resident Ooh. Evil 7. Um, and, you know, that was a really, really cool experience. Um, it was something that was quite rare for myself and Richard to get the opportunity to go to these things, and, and we definitely do want to go to more. So if you're listening um, and you're a big game studio and you want to invite us to the launch of your um, your, your console or your new game, please do. Um, but, yeah, you know, it, as an experience, it was really, really cool. I, I enjoyed it, um, even though I didn't really get on with the, the VR too tough myself. Um, just as an experience, it was um, definitely very memorable for me for, for this year. Um, and then, you know, the other thing that we experienced was the uh, art of the brick by nathan sawyer um this year there was a a, a display uh, an art display at the south bank for um an artist called nathan sawyer who who builds a lot of um sculptures out of lego um and in particular this uh kind of um, exhibition that he'd put on was for DC Comics characters and, and was based around DC Comics characters. 
Um, so we actually got to go down to the exhibition and visit, have a look at some of uh, the, sculpt the sculptures as said and some of the statues that he'd built and, and the artworks that he'd created. Um, and for me, you know, that was just great, just kind of sampling like kind of what can be done with Lego because when you think of Lego, um, you know, for me anyway, personally, I mean, Lego fans will, will probably get mad if I say this, but for me personally, I kind of always think of it as a little bit kind of childish and and simplistic in a sense that it's, um, you know, something that you give to a bunch of kids to keep them distracted for four or five hours. But actually, um, you know, that's just the tip of the iceberg of what you can do as, as you know, as Nathan showed with uh, his artwork and, and with what he did and, and seeing, you know, Batman, Superman, the Joker, Cyborg, Wonder Woman, and sort of all the classic characters from the DC canon, you know, being portrayed in as Lego sculptures was, was really kind of fun. Um, it was really kind of cool. So yeah, that was enjoyable, man. So you, those you know were what? the highlights. You know, sorry, yeah, sorry, sorry to back you. Hey, you want to know something? Hmm. Where I've spent literally the, the whole of my summer in bed with a busted foot, Mm. I think like that feels like last year, you know? Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. That's what like I remember go yeah, I remember going to it. So like when you mentioned it, I was like I was like, man, motherfucker, what? Like when? <laughs> was I there? For real? <laughs> like, like, yeah, no, yeah, no, Jay, I have to back you on that. Those those are pretty good experiences. The the other one we went to as well, the um, the the Africa um the, the African uh, cultural thing that we went to in the in the South Bank. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That was yeah, pretty, that, that was pretty good as well, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. We did, we did, we did quite a few things. No, yeah. this this year has been alright, man. It's been alright. Mm -hmm. Alvin, Alvin, we saw you this year for, for MCM as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but MCM wasn't we? wasn't all that this year, like this year in comparison mm -hmm. to last year. Yeah, but you we know still what? had a good yeah, time. We got to hang out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to hang out. Yeah, I mean, I liked the the summer one. The summer one, I yeah, the summer was alright. Yeah, the winter one, not so much. The, um, I, I'm not sure what happened with the winter one. I don't know. If it, it was winter, just, man. Yeah, yeah I think it was winter. Yeah, I think it was just winter. <laughs> and it was pretty miserable that, that weekend as well, weather-wise. Um, you know, I think it rained a lot, didn't it, that, that Saturday? And, yeah, it just wasn't great. Um, but, yeah, certainly the summer one was really enjoyable. Um, you know, there was such a nice kind of vibe there. Um and it's just to me, it's just fascinating to see how these um, how this uh, Comic Con keeps growing. I mean, listeners, we're talking about uh, the MCM Comic Con in London, which is uh, an event that's hosted twice a year, um, usually at the Excel Convention Center. And um, it's a big kind of convention. It, it's a pop culture convention, basically. So it's built around uh, movies, uh, comic books, anime, gaming, like and all that kind of stuff um, is kind of showcased there. Um, and Alvin usually uh, comes down and, and joins us um, from Manchester, graces us with his presence. Uh, the King of the North <laughs> comes down to the sun. <laughs> <laughs> and is entertained, but is always watched by two guards just in case he tries to do some funny shit. Down here. <laughs> but, um, you know, we, we, we did, yeah, we had a really good time, as said, especially the summer one, the, um, because it was hot that, that weekend as well. Um, and you know we had a lot of fun the the conventions were were really great we met a lot of really cool people that weekend as well um and that's you know one of the, the cosplay as well man 
Oh yeah, of course we cosplay. Yeah, how can I forget that? Yeah, we cosplay. Yeah, we cosplayed, man. We, we, yeah. we, listen, we cos we cosplayed hungover, bro. Remember? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I was I was upset. It wasn't like we. <laughs> um, basically, we. Uh, you know, the convention is is split over two day, well, three days really, Friday to Sunday, and um, we had gone on the Saturday, and then um, after the Saturday, you know, we were in a good mood, so we had a few drinks, and then we had a few more, and then we had a few more, and then we had a dance, and then we had a few more drinks, uh, and then next thing you know, it was like two in the morning, and we were like, oh, we're supposed to be cosplaying tomorrow, and we're supposed to meet the other cosplayers at like ten in the morning, so. Um, yeah, as we're of a certain age now, it's like, you know, we can't really do four hours sleep and then get up and then go and <laughs> cosplay the next day anymore. So um, we managed to make it there on time, but it happened that the Sunday was actually a hotter day than the Saturday was. Um, and then on top of that, we were in for a full cosplay get up and, and outfits. And yeah, as Richard said, it was... <laughs> not fun i mean cosplay is fun but like under those circumstances yeah it's not <laughs> it's listen i knew remember i knew on on saturday night i was remember i was saying to you i was like listen jay you just say the word man like, i'll scrap this cosplay you know i wouldn't even do it i wouldn't even remember i said remember i said i wouldn't even tell anybody you know i just said you were sick because <laughs> i was thinking at the time i did not say that we were like tired because i remember we were saying i remember we were saying like you know what I could stay all night, you know. Mm. I could stay all night. That's what it was. And I was, nah, I was scared, me. I was scared. But um, yeah, we cosplayed quite a few people that we've, we've known for quite some time, for quite a few years now. I mean, one of them being Holly from Dark Side. So it was cool. Oh, no, she didn't cosplay with us that. Yeah, she did cosplay with us that time, didn't she? Yeah? No, no. Well, she didn't on, the, on that. Yeah, no, no, she didn't. Yeah, no, on that one. She cosplayed with us the, uh, other one? the previous year. Yeah, the previous year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, but it was people. But it was people. People that we'd met through Holly, which was cool. And I mean, like we've known for like what, what two, three years now. No, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, about yeah, three yeah. Years. Um, and we, we were photographed by a by a, a great photographer and a guy who, who's a big comic and geek fan as well called Joseph Leader. So anybody who wants to get any, you know, photography done or geek photography or anything like that, um, um, Jay will put it in the description as well. Just hit him up, man. He's he's, he's a good guy, man. So yeah. Man. Definitely, definitely. Joe's one of the good guys in in life. Um, you know, you, you you don't always necessarily meet many of them, but um, when you do come across a good guy, then hold on to those guys. So, Joe, um, big up to yourself, man. Um, thank you for for being such a big part of our year and um, for making you know cosplaying such a, a great experience um, and for making us look good, obviously as well. So, yeah, no doubt, man. Shout out to Joe for sure. But yeah, man, that's been some of our big sort of stuff that we've we've done over 2017 that we've really enjoyed. So um, yeah, let us know as well what you what you've done, listeners. Um, let us know if there's been any conventions you've gone to or kind of experiences that you've had over 2017, um, and in particular if you've made new friends as well this year. Um, you know, one of the things that I have always believed, and I, and I know Richard, you know, shares this belief as well, is that one of the great things about um, sort of pop culture and geek culture, you know, whatever, whatever you want to call it, is the ability it has to to kind of cross divides and, and bring people together um, and create, you know, new friendships. And, and um, that's always a beautiful thing to me. So, you know, if there's anybody who has become a friend of yours because you found a, a shared interest in, in something, then, you know, that's that's something to celebrate. So, um, yeah, let us know how, how that's going for you and 
cherish that as well if you've got it because it's um it's a beautiful thing man but let's move on we've we've done enough waffling let's move on let's move on so we're, we're going to get down to the the meat of today's podcast so as said uh, this first part that we're doing here is uh, going to be a review of the best things of 2017 um so we're going to start off with movies um and guys what we'll do is we'll give uh our top five movies of, of the year um you don't have to come up with five necessarily if you can't really think of five um but five is just a, a kind of nice arbitrary number and then what we'll do is we'll decide which one of the, the ones that we've chosen actually deserves to go into the hall of fame for the year so um without further ado this is will be our top movies of the year so uh who wants to lead off uh rich you want to go first uh, no uh, you said Alvin. <laughs> what <laughs> <laughs> Wait, huh <laughs> <laughs> all right um alfie are you good to stand in because the yeah, yeah. kid is is flopping so yeah yeah so, so my first one I'm rustling i'm rustling in it i'm rustling, rustling he's rustling <laughs> you go through all five <laughs> um if you want yeah you could and they don't have to be in any order specifically just the ones that you enjoyed uh, okay uh okay so uh so we're going star wars the last jedi Mm -hmm. coming baby driver john wick chapter two and logan cool you know i completely forgot about john wick chapter two i'm just <laughs> you know what i completely forgot i watched that movie this year you know <laughs> yeah but it was it was ages it was almost a year ago jason of course you almost mm. forgot yeah almost forgot. True, true. yeah those are my five mm. oh, okay cool cool um <clears throat> And Rich, do you want me to go through waffle through mine quickly? No, 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 no. I can, no, I can go. I can go. Yeah. All right, cool, cool. Okay, so like, like we said before, in no particular order, mm -hmm. um, Thor Ragnarok, I loved. Um, John Wick Chapter Two, um, I, I really, really enjoyed. Uh, there's another film called Patty Cakes, which is an independent film, mm. which, which really tugged at my heartstrings, and um, and uh, and yeah, and just yeah, it was just just nice just seeing an independent film that's dealing with not even dealing with anything different but just felt different to a lot of the stuff that's out there mm. um because i think like we're kind of getting oversaturated with, with certain genres now um and there was there was another one as well oh yeah ghost in a shell which i saw which is not like like i wouldn't say that it, it's an amazing film or that is a good film but it, it essentially it is the good things about it allow me to watch the film pleasure and not be like and you know so when people talk bad about it i'd be like yeah man i, I fully under, i'm fully aware that this is not good about the film but this is what i enjoy about it and i and i, and I don't mind watching it so yeah so, so those are my films that i really enjoyed well those were my, my films of this year that, that I, I enjoyed watching cool fair enough fair enough um was there any honorable mentions that didn't quite make you lots top five uh blade yeah, runner blade runner oh, i need to see that still yeah, yeah. Yeah, I haven't actually seen that yet, you know, right. um, which is, is bad because I, I was getting hyped about it. And then for some reason, it just completely mm. bypassed me. I don't know why. But but yeah, yeah. Sorry, you were saying Blade Runner 2049, yeah? Yeah. Just, uh, I mean, some people obviously saw the trailer and thought it was going to be action. Mm. But it, the Warner Brothers, for some reason, made the same mistake that was made in the 80s, is that they made the trailer look like action, but it's not an action movie. It's, mm. it's, it's, it's slower mm. than that. It's more than that. It's 
like long shots of things that, that look really beautiful and if if you go in knowing that's what it's going to be then you probably end up enjoy it but if you go in thinking it's action then you're going to be disappointed and you're going to think it's shit but but i thought it was dope i thought it was really good and uh really clever is what they did with the story man so so yeah i was even considering putting it on my actual list but now uh, sonable mentions unfortunately cool cool fair enough um rich was there any that didn't quite make the top five but you still enjoyed um yeah um there was a netflix movie called um the babysitter mm-hmm. which i enjoyed which was which was just it was just like just nonsense yeah the one with um oh no no i'm thinking of something else sorry remind me the the babysitter oh well basically it's about the, the little kid who's uh been babysat by his his babysitter who he's got a crush on but they're like really good friends mm. and um one night she's babysitting him and he finds out that she's actually going to sacrifice him uh to the to like the devil or the demon mm. to basically get like you know to get her wish but she's doing she, she's doing a sacrifice with like five other people and it's basically about him just escaping from each one of them one by one um and just becoming not say becoming like a man because he, he's still a kid but he's at that point of adolescence where you know he's still getting picked on he's still very much like a baby and he, he's just about to discover girls and things like that and it's it, it was it just felt like a really cliched 80s horror type of a, adventure movie where you know it's as soon as that it would have been like a 15 mm. and it would have been like 10 or 11 and we, and we would watch on BBC One, knowing full well we weren't allowed to watch it. But somehow we could identify with like, the character. You know, like when you watch The Lost Boys and you see the Frog Brothers and everyone's gearing up and, and getting the holy water and it's like a fucking 18 film and you're just like, you know what, I could live this life. That's what the babysitter reminded me of. Um, it was really quite enjoyable. Um, okay. I did mention it to a few other people mm. and uh, some people didn't like it um, and some people did. So it was quite a bit of a divided reviews amongst people but yeah that's that's definitely honorable mention for myself okay cool cool fair enough um well i kind of when i sat down to to do these um the lists and the movies of things that i've seen and things that i've enjoyed and things that i didn't um i realized i've seen like a shit ton of movies this year i've seen a lot <laughs> um and it does feel to me that this year has been a better year for movies in general um, because the good kind of far outweighs the the bad for me. Um, there's a, as I said, there's just a lot of movies that I saw this year. Um, the honorable mentions, it was tricky, but um, there's a couple that I do really, really like, but I had to kind of leave them out. Um, so there was Lego Batman. Um, oh god yeah i enjoyed a lot this year um yeah really enjoyed lego batman um really fun uh really engaging uh the voice work in it's excellent as well um yeah just really really good uh, lego batman so yeah that was one that that didn't quite make the the top five but i definitely enjoyed um what else was there fences uh, i saw this year i mean i know technically it came out last year in in the us it came out in 2016 but we didn't get it till 2017 over here um i enjoyed fences a lot i wasn't expecting to um because it's a movie based on a play and movies based on plays tend to be very um kind of stayed but um you know what kind of denzel washington does in in that role and 
how he kind of carries that that role is just, is just stupendous. Um, you know, if you ever want to see like the perfect crotchety old man, there's there's usually like kind of two actors you can go to. You can either go to Samuel Jackson or you can go to Denzel, and and you know Denzel crushes this man. He absolutely does. Um, and Viola Davis in in the supporting role is excellent as well. Um, so yeah, that that was definitely a good movie. They definitely carried it for me. Um, what else did I see this year? Uh, there was Train Spotting Two, which came out this year as well, um, which again I, I really enjoyed. I thought was part of me went into Train Spotting Two thinking it's going to be terrible. It just there's just no way it can live up to the first movie, um, but it, it it doesn't try to. It actually tries to do something different. Um, it kind of shows you that these characters have grown up. Well, not all of them have really. Well, none of them have actually. When you when you watch the movie, um, not to spoil it for anybody who hasn't, um, but it's it, it kind of you know is is a beautiful kind of story about time and how time changes some people but doesn't change others, and um, how you can feel time is just slipping away from you um, within your life. Um, so yeah, Trainspot in two was was really surprised me for for how well it, it kind of stood up on its own two feet. Um, the Disaster Artist I saw this year as well, which was really funny, really enjoyable. I think for me, it was probably the, it was probably borderline the funniest film of the year. Um, it was tight, it's tying with one of the, the top five, but, um, yeah, really funny. Um, if you haven't seen The Room, which is what The Disaster Artist is based on, don't worry. You don't need to have seen The Room to, to get The Disaster Artist. Um, which is what makes it so good, really. It's not reliant on on the room and, and on the audience knowing what the room is about. You can still pick up, um, you know, what the movie is trying to say. Uh, great performance by James Franco's Tommy Wiseau as well. Just brilliant. So, um, yeah, that was a great movie. Um, and John Wick 2 was um, one that didn't quite make my top five, but I enjoyed it. Um, definitely, you know, the, the way they keep expanding that universe and, and keep building that universe and, um, you know, the way they keep kind of fleshing it out is, is making it more and more interesting to me. Um, you know, the action is top notch, as you would expect from the guys who did the first movie. Um, and yeah, it was a, a big plus point. So that was great. So the five movies that I, I managed to settle on. Oh, no, there's a couple of other honorable mentions. I, I won't bore you with details about them. Honorable mentions also go to Logan. Um, Logan, I really enjoyed apart from one or two things that that really kind of irritated me but um aside from that uh, i really enjoyed logan it was a very good movie and it was a way of them trying to do something a little bit different with the comic book genre and it kind of shows how um the comic book genre can survive going forward um which is something that that you've mentioned in the past richard which is you know trying to to create different uh, types of movies within the genre um, mm. and, you know, using different templates for your movies, you know, using heist movies or in the case of, of Logan or Western, um, you know, and kind of building on, on the mythos of that, but then fitting your, you know, your character, your comic book characters around that is, is definitely the way forward and the way that comic book movies will survive in the future. So um, yeah, Logan was really impressive. Really enjoyed Logan. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume <coughs> 2 didn't quite make my list as well, because again, I had a couple of issues with it, but nonetheless, it was still a hugely enjoyable movie. Um, 
you know, the, the Guardians franchise just rolls on and on and on. Um, and there's really no stopping it <laughs> unless, you know, James Gunn leaves. I, I can't see how that that is, is going to dip in any way. Um, although everybody's capable of dropping a bollock every now and again. But, um, you know, I, I don't think he will with these characters. I think he knows what he's doing and um, he's still able to tell good stories on the whole. So, yeah, enjoyed that. Uh, so the top five for me were, uh, boy, this was this was so hard. <laughs> this was way harder than I thought it was going to be. So um, for Ragnarok, um, as much as I had some issue with uh, Hela in there um, and the way that the character was used, overall, I thought it was a real shot in the arm for Four. Um, a real shot in the arm because Four was a character that. I'd kind of gotten a little bit bored of, um, but Taika Waititi has just kind of completely reinvigorated that that character um, and his world as well. Um, there's some really great storytelling in there. There's some fantastic characters. Um, you know, I I really hope we get to see some more of of the likes of Valkyrie and and the Grandmaster because um, they were terrific. Um, so I hope we get some more. Uh, you know, there was. Hulk and, and the use of Hulk was was brilliant in this movie. Um, you know the humor was was excellent. I mean this this was this is probably what just pipped the disaster artist for me is as the funniest film I'd seen this year. Like I generally laughed out loud, like ridiculously <laughs> laughed out loud in in the cinema um, on many occasions during that film. Um, you know, and Chris Hemsworth's comedic timing is is just brilliant. It, it it just really is. It's it's one of those strengths that he's got that that was kind of a bit underused at times. Um, but in this movie, they've they've really capitalized on it, and he, you know, he's absolutely shone. Um, so for Ragnarok, definitely made the top five for me. Um, number four was Get Out. Uh, Get Out for me was a movie that I did not see coming um, in terms of the quality of it uh it has like some of the best acted scenes I've, I've i've seen in years i mean hopefully listeners you've all seen this so you're not getting you know spoiled uh, for anything here but you know the scene between um daniel kaluuya's character and uh catherine keener's character where she's um hypnotizing him and then sending him to the sunken place like the acting in that scene is just stupendous like it just it's blows your mind as to how good um both of them were in that scene um you know that that that's the kind of acting you could teach in 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 an acting school or something you know it, it just was amazing absolutely amazing um and the movie's just really really fresh as well uh it takes something that feels quite familiar and yet gives it a, a, a slight spin and has a lot to say in the meantime about um kind of racism in america and um power and and how these things are used and then throws in some body horror as well and it, it does it all you know perfectly it doesn't feel forced in any way um everything feels natural and, and feels like it's logical so yeah get out was an uh, outstanding movie so that was uh number four uh number three was a, a little movie that i think a few people probably haven't seen but i did a review for um not too long ago which is a movie called mudbound um really really i mean i i love my kind of um slow-paced dramas um <laughs> as much as i love action movies and i love things that that are fast-paced 
Um, I do love a, a slow burn drama if it's done right. And, and Mudbound is a perfect example of, of how to do that right. Um, and how to juggle multiple characters' stories at once, but weave them together seamlessly. Um, you know, again, the acting in that was was superb. The directing is superb. Um, visually, it does a few interesting things as well. Um, and you know, it was good to see Garrett Headland back as well. Um, you know, he's a he's mm. a talent, and um, it's great to see him kind of get to flex his, his kind of acting chops and and really kind of stretch his muscles a bit again. Um, you know, but everybody has said in that movie was was just excellent. So I mean, go back and listen to my review if you want to get more details on that, listeners. So that was number three. Uh, the, 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 where am I at? Number two. Number two was um, Blade of the Immortal, a film I did not see coming at all. <laughs> like I really did not see Blade of the Immortal coming. Um, it's a Japanese movie. It's a, an adaptation of a popular anime and manga series. Again, I've done a, a separate review for this, so you can have a listen to my review if you want to get like sort of more in-depth thoughts on, on, on what I felt about it. But yeah, really fantastic, uh, fantastic work. You know, it's the 100th film from uh, Takashi Miike, uh, the Japanese director who, who directed it and um, who's just a legend of, of cinema now by this stage. You know, he's the guy who did Ichi the Killer and um audition and you know he's done some really kind of dark twisted films but incredibly he's also done like i think directed over 10 family movies and even done two kids movies as well so you know he it shows you kind of his um his talent and his ability to kind of adapt to to different um properties and, and to different uh kind of ideas within movies as well um and blade of the immortal there's there's just so much going on in that movie uh, but all handled with with real skill or real flair visually um and it's very exciting and the action's top notch as well as you'd expect so yeah really really good movie really enjoy blade of Immortal. and um finally would be um my number one i mean i don't know if it's my favorite movie of the year but definitely i can't go without mentioning it um spider-man homecoming um for me, it was, you know, as somebody who was quite a big Spider-Man fan growing up as a kid, um, it was kind of everything that I wanted in, in a Spider-Man movie. Um, it captured all kind of all of the elements of um, that made Sam Raimi's Spider-Man movies great, um, but also gave it a modern twist and a modern context um, to the point where it felt like you were kind of reading, a, you know, a Lee and Ditko Spider-Man comic from back in the 60s, but if it were happened to be set in 2017, um, you know, uh, so there was loads of callbacks to, to the comic, but also it was just a very kind of human story and a very simple story um, about this kid, you know, trying to deal with being a, a typical teenager and dealing with, you know, all this power that he's got and, and how does he deal with that? Um, and how does he deal with, you know, his relationships um, with his family and, and with his peers and, um, it's just handled brilliantly. Um, you know, the, the, the acting in it's superb as well. Um, so yeah, that would, that was definitely one that goes on the list and one more honorable mention that I forgot to mention as well, which I absolutely adored, but just didn't quite make the top five for me. And that's it. Um, it was really, really good, really good movie. Um, just as a movie on its own, it's, it's, it's fantastic. Um, but also, you know, it, it does, it's very respectful of uh, the genre and it's very respectful of Stephen King's original work, but it's not afraid to kind of take a few risks and change a few things. And, you know, some of those changes don't quite work for me personally, but 
nonetheless, it didn't, you know, it doesn't distract from the overall quality of the film. And, and Bill Skarsgård as um, Pennywise is brilliant. I mean, he's, you can never really kind of, you know, um, compare to Tim Curry because Tim Curry's kind of in his own wheelhouse and in his own world in terms of what he, he does with Pennywise. But Bill Skarsgård, man, he, yeah, he's fantastic. Fantastic. So yeah, those are my choices, man. Um, so sorry about that. So if I rambled a little bit, but I said uh, I did manage to see a lot this year, so there was a lot to go through. So, um, guys, what would you want to put in as a, a movie that definitely you want in our Hall of Fame for for this year, um, as a kind of a real standout um, above all others, I guess? Um, Alva, I'll come to you first. Shit. Um, fucking hell! I'm uh, trying to think. Uh, no, you're gonna have to come back to me. <laughs> fair dues, fair dues, fair dues. Okay, fair dues. Um, I've got the feeling we're gonna have to probably put five in rather than three, so sod it, we'll, we'll do that. Um, Rich, uh, is there anything that from what you saw that you really, really want to kind of see in there? What the Hall of Fame, and what we can, how many can we use? Just one? Um, more than one? Well, I'll say let's put in five. So, uh, of all the movies that we've discussed so far, we can probably, if we can pick out five. Okay, of those. Well, uh, okay, I'll choose two. So, one would be one that was on my list, and one, like I said, where like where my years this year's just been sort of up and yeah, this film that I've watched this year that I need that I've even forgotten I watched this year, hmm. and, and I thought I maybe watched them last year. So, still Ragnarok, mm-hmm. I'll definitely put up there. It was it was a nice breath of fresh air to like like we said like a very very stale character, which was meant to be one of the main three characters of the MCU, but was was just boring. And to be honest, could have been could could have been replaced by a different actor at any point, and I would have minded. Yeah. Um, yeah. But but it 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 generally just stepped in a different direction, um, in how in how that genre and the character itself was handled. And um, and just and literally all the money it's made and all the good reviews that it, that it's got, it, it's it's generally deserved them. And um, so yeah, I definitely put that in a in a in, in a in a in a hall of fame, just because as much as I love these superhero films coming out, you know, I'm not saying I'm not ever going to say that there's too many, but you know, just between me and you and whoever's listening, there, there are kind of too many. Like, and it does feel a bit stale sometimes. Hmm. Um, but that's another discussion. Still Ragnarok for definite, mm-hmm. and um and yeah, thank you very much, Jason, for even reminding us so or reminding me about get out. Hmm. You have to be a god in there as well for me. Hmm. Um, just for the simple fact of like um the the voice that it was speaking. I mean, like it couldn't have come at a better time for the stuff that it was talking about, and um and not just that, but for the simple fact that um Jordan Peele, who who wrote and directed it, before this film had been released, he'd actually been getting quite a bit of backlash. Um, from uh, from quite a few famous black entertainers in whatever capacity they are in the entertainment business, whether they be producers, writers, or comedians, and they had some pretty nasty stuff to say about him. And um, mm. and then he came out with this film, and I was watching an interview yesterday with a comedian called Ari Spears, mm. who generally had to take a step back and be like, you know what, I fucked up because mm. I actually he he actually went to go for a role in the TV show that Jordan Peele's um, producing. Mm. And Eddie Spears said that he saw that it was you know Jordan Peele that was producing it, and he had to go and do an interview, um, an audition for him. And Peele handled it like a professional. 
but it's one of those things where the stuff that Jordan Peele did say originally, it did kind of ring true. But in hindsight, uh, it feels as almost if Jordan Peele has played the system very, very well and released a film which has basically said a lot and showed a lot. People who are either scared to say what they're thinking and feeling or too afraid to see the truth what's in front of them. So um so get out is is yeah, it's, it's literally is such a good social um, social film. Um so yeah, I'll pick I'll pick those two. So you can pick you guys can put it in the two of you if you want to keep both of them or exchange with them for something else. No, no, not at all, man. Beautifully put on both cases. Um and definitely both uh worthy additions. So yeah, I'm happy with that. Um so yeah, we've got four Ragnarok and get out. Um Alf. Pressure's off you, bro. You only need to come up with one. I'll do the other two. Okay. Um... You see how quick you are. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we'll go homecoming because they, they managed to make Spider-Man fresh again, which mm-hmm. which was a surprise and was really nice. Uh, but I'll, I mean, even though you said, I'll, I'll say a second one anyway, just John Wick Chapter 2, man, because they could have just fell into the trap of uh, doing doing it bigger and better. But instead, they just decided to kind of take what they, they had before, just add more to it. Like you had the knife fights and all that. You had kind of like switching between like shotgun, pistol and machine gun and all that kind of stuff. And just the whole kind of ballet of chaos yeah. was was just so much more, but with without sacrificing kind of the the, the rhythm like of the action scenes and all that kind of stuff didn't sacrifice any of that stuff they they kept it and elaborated on that whereas if it was another franchise a different film you know how some of these films just fuck up and they they just go all as the hell that means whereas these guys they kept it the same but different and also added to the mythos of john wick and the whole kind of like criminal underworld and all that so so yeah that john wick as well john wick too cool cool all right all right, well, for the sake of balance, then, I'll go with Mudbound. Um, simply because we've got, like, quite a few big-budget Hollywood movies on here. Um, and Get Out would cover us for the horror. So for the drama, um, I'll recommend Mudbound joins uh, the Hall of Fame. So, listeners, our, our five films of the year are Four Ragnarok, Get Out, Spider-Man Homecoming, John Wick Chapter 2, and Mudbound. So if you haven't seen any of those, I strongly suggest you go out and see them because they are all fantastic. Um, And as said, that was (laughs) really hard (laughs) because there's so (laughs) many movies that I wish I could have added in here because, you know, as said, I I really do feel like this has been a good year um, for movies. Definitely a lot stronger than last year. Last year, it, it felt like it was just, you know, crap after crap after crap. But... But this year, um, you know, we've really had some quality stuff and we've had, you know, as, as our top five shows you, we, we've had a, a nice balance between, you know, some high quality um, blockbuster movies and some high quality, you know, lower budget movies as well with some uh, more original ideas floating around. So, yeah, yeah, it's been a good year, man. Good year. All right. Um, let's move on then. So let's do TV. So TV has uh, had another bumper year as well. Um, it's been a really, really good year for television. Um, I don't feel like I've seen as much TV, though, this year. I think I've probably been watching more movies than TV. So 
this should probably be easier for me. Um, but yeah, let's go with our standouts from TV. So again, five each, boys, if you can. If you can't, don't worry about it, because I, I said I, I perfectly understand if you can't come up with five each, because I said I, I don't know about both of you, but I feel like I've actually watched more movies and TV this year, so it may be tricky to come up with, with five TV original TV shows. Um, yeah, in fact, you know what? Let's scrap the original TV shows. Let, let's do second and third seasons as well, just to make it easier. Um, but yeah, uh, who wants to start, Rich or Alvin? I'll start. Yeah, go for it, Alf. Yeah, so you got Game of Thrones, obviously, because it's Game of Thrones. Uh, mm -hmm. Although there were some hiccups in there in this season, especially with timelines in regards to how long it takes to travel from A place to B place and some shit like that. But other than that, I thought it was still a pretty solid season. I didn't think it was terrible or anything like that. Whereas some people seem to hate it, but I I'm still in, to be honest. I still give a shit. I still care. So Game of Thrones, uh, Stranger Things season two was, apart from that one dud episode, which was episode seven, which is actually still an episode I enjoyed. Hmm. I just fucking loved it. I cannot wait for it to come back because it's just, fuck it. It's just so great. It's just so good. You can tell by the amount I'm swearing. Uh, <laughs> I've cheated a little bit as well here, but you'll, you'll see why. Uh, Voltron, Legendary Defender on Netflix. Like mm -hmm. Koreans can animate. Like you've you like don't underestimate Korea when it comes to animation because they're actually pretty good. Uh, Attack on Titan season two, mm -hmm. phenomenal. Like literally, it it reminds me of yeah. watching Lost and like how they reveal things and you go, what the fuck? How did I not know that the whole time and stuff like that? And my favorite moment. Like in the like the last two episodes with Commander Irwin was fucking wicked, and then also we got Boku no Hero Academia as well, uh, which is uh, another Japanese animated show, uh, which just goes from strength to strength, and it's coming back, uh, I think around April 2018, and uh, yeah, it's just a wicked kind of like superhero story, but from kind of like a, a Japanese perspective with uh, American influence, and uh, and yeah, it's just a nice fun crazy off the wall uh, anime show with great action sequences and, uh, and a whole load of boatload of characters it's like watching gi joe you've everyone's got their favorite in it you know what i mean so mm. so yeah that show as well cool cool fair enough fair enough um rich you want to add your five yeah so uh one of them would have been uh the one that the one that alvin said so voltron uh, mm -hmm. season, it was season three, right? That, that we, yeah, that I think it was the first season. I think it was three yeah. and four, but it was split into yeah. two yeah. parts. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I really enjoyed that. Um, is 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 a show that just hasn't that hasn't slowed down, or you know, it, it just seems to get better with each season. Um, so yeah, so I was really really loving that. Um, they did quite a few changes, which shocked me, um, because I don't know. Like I said, it's an animation, so sometimes you're kind of thinking like, who are they kind of aiming it at? Are they really going to, you know, follow through in some of the ideas uh, that you think might happen? And um, and they they totally dis they didn't disappoint. Yeah, so I really enjoyed that. Uh, Stranger Things season two. Uh, to be honest, I'm sure that's going to be on everybody's list. And if somebody else, let's say Jason next, if you don't say that, you're probably just not going to say it because me and Alvin have said it. But um, but once again, it's just another show that that just knows what they're doing right and continues to do it. And um, but yet is just doing it bigger and better. Um, like you said, um, I think the only episode that really kind of bored me was that, that episode seven. 
And if you think about it, that's two seasons that they've done, and only one episode has been a dud. Mm. Um, so I can't wait for season three to come out either, man. It, like, yeah, just really, really can't wait. It reminds me of my childhood. Uh, you know, the whole thing of it being based around the whole Ghostbusters era and, you know, the Gremlins little um, put in there as well. Yeah, fucking loved it. So that was Voltron and uh, and uh, Stranger Things 2. I know it's been going on for a little while, but um, I caught a couple of episodes of, uh, I don't even know, I think it was like season two or something like that. And I'm totally, totally pissed off that I didn't watch it when it first came out. And then I realized that when it did first come out, I tried to watch it and I found it quite boring. And, um, and then really, don't know, maybe I grew up in between each season or something like that, but I'm, I'm totally into it now. And I'm, and I'm really, really impressed with the cast that they have and, um, and just the acting. Um, Killian Murphy is someone that I think has always been a good actor, but for some of the reasons, just hasn't been given that, that maybe not say that you have to go to Hollywood to be that superstar, but he never really seems to be given that break. You know, to to you know to flex his acting muscles. Um, like I really really like that show, and I'm gonna catch up on that. And then uh, obviously they that you know Game of Thrones, you know the, the season that's just gone. I loved it just because kind of being duds, and for the first time in a long time, it it now feels that like the story is actually heading to a place where shit's about to go down. And, um, and so I'm, I'm just happy that I've invested time over, after all these years and now it's, come, it's, now it's finally come to fruition. Also, and this is like a, a totally random one for me and it's the same way how I caught Peaky Blinders. Uh, I literally just watched into the room and the other half was watching it and it was um, Netflix, The Crown, which is basically based on, a, on the, the young adult life of Queen Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. And it's just a fucking well acted show, man. I can't even knock it, man. Matt Smith as Prince Philip. I'm like, like every episode I watch, and he comes on screen. I just keep him waiting for Prince Philip to come on and start saying some racist shit. I want to see how real they're gonna. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, but um, it it deals with um, it doesn't really pull any punches. Some stuff that uh, you know that you might have read about, but it shows very much uh, the royal family as what they are like a family where you know they, they fuck up and they make mistakes and they have arguments and stuff like that and um and it's yeah and it's it's it's, it's well acted well directed and um I, I can't fault it and so that's another show that i'm actually going to catch up on and um and i hope that the the seasons actually go on for quite some time and they start touching upon other decades um, and yeah it'd be interesting to see so yeah the, the crown so that would be uh, my list of uh TV shows um, that I would have watched this year that really piqued my interest. Cool. Okay, Doug. Um, well, yeah, I mean, unsurprisingly, we've, we're probably going to have a few of the same thing on here. Um, for me, I've got a couple of honorable mentions as well. Um, the things that kind of really stood out, though, uh, my top five. Ooh, my top five would probably be uh, Stranger Things Season 2. Um, you know, not going to go into it again because you two have both talked about the reasons why and my reasons are pretty much exactly the same as yours. So, um, you know, that was phenomenal. Really enjoyed that. Um, Attack on Titan Season 2. I mean, again, Alvin kind of explained why. Um, if you guys are anime fans listening to this uh, and you don't watch Attack on Titan, what's wrong with you? That's all I have to say. Like, what is wrong with you? What 
what is it you're waiting for? Um, because that's one of the best anime series I've seen in a long, long, long time. Um, so get on that train. Uh, what else do I have? I have um, American Gods, which I really, really love. I, I adore that show. Um, you know, I enjoyed everything they, they did with, with that from a visual point of view. Um, it's, you know, the show, well, he's no longer the showrunner, um, but um, Brian Fuller, who was showrunning it, um, I'm a big fan of his. Uh, I loved what he did with Hannibal um, and how he completely reinvented that character and made that character fresher and that universe fresher. Um, with American Gods, he's really done a stupendous job of, of adapting Neil Gaiman's work and, and bringing that to the screen in a coherent way that, that an audience can follow. Um, and not to say that Neil Gaiman's work isn't coherent, but, um, you know, he, he's done so in, in, in a visual language, really. Um, and it's just like some of the most gorgeous, like, scenes I've seen, like, even with Game of Thrones, like, you know, Game of Thrones usually has some fantastic uh, cinematography, but like some of the shots they pull off in, you know, American Gods are just unbelievable. Um, you, you can't believe it's a TV show, really. Um, and yeah, I just, I love that mythology. I love all the characters. Um, so yeah, bring on season two. Although, as said, Brian Fuller won't be involved, which is a bit of a disappointment, but... Why is he um, involved? He's left the project. Um, I don't know why. I was trying to find out why, but um, yeah, it was just kind of quietly announced that that he's leaving, um, and that he's now left. So they they've had to go and find a, another showrunner. Um, so what the future holds for for that, I don't know. But I hope that you know whoever comes in is is able to kind of build on on what they've the foundations they've laid there because he's really done some amazing work with that. Uh, what else was there this year? There was, oh, I want to give um, some props to two BBC shows, if I can. Um, one of which is called Undercover, um, which stars uh, Adrian Nesta and Sophie Okanedo. Um, it was really good, <laughs> really good. Like, the BBC has done some sterling work this year, um, and that was an outstanding show. Um, it, without kind of giving too much away, it's... Um, you know, the name kind of tells you a little bit in the sense that um, Adrian Lester's character was once an, an undercover agent. Um, and, you know, whilst he was undercover, there were certain things that he did that kind of compromised his cover. And there's certain things that um, he kind of did in his past that he thought he'd let go of and he'd thought were behind him. And they, but, you know, as, as can happen, the past comes back to haunt him um, and it drags his family life um, into it. And, you know, it's it's a really complex, but complex in a good way story to follow, um, you know, and complex in terms of the characters as well. Uh, again, the acting's top notch from both of them in it, um, and it was really enjoyable. Uh, and the other BBC show is Taboo. Um, Taboo was a show I did not expect to enjoy. Um, I remember when I saw the trailer and I was like, it just looks like it's Tom Hardy grunting and groaning. Um, but actually, I sat down and I watched it and... Um, yeah fantastic man just just production values were brilliant acting brilliant script brilliant just everything was just fantastic um you know and it's a really uh evocative and, and mysterious kind of story it's the, there's a lot of mysticism and um you know and a lot of, of kind of religious iconography used as well as kind of tied up in in kind of england's past in the slave trade and 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 
kind of um you know how that plays into it and plus there's a, a touch on sort of native american culture as well because his character spends time in in um, america um yeah a really really good show really good show so um bravo to the bbc really for producing two outstanding shows this year um so yeah that's it and then the honorable mentions i guess would be um the punisher which was enjoyable for me i did enjoy the punisher um it's a slow burn definitely but um i think for the type of character he is it needed to be a slow burn um and they really do justice to to frank castle into frank castle's kind of struggles um you know dealing with with what he's dealt with um and in spite of the violence in it i think it's it still manages to tell a very human story at its heartbeat um which is you know usually what the better punisher comic books do is is they're able to tell pardon me a, a human story within um you know this this world of sort of violence and pain and and the TV show captures that perfectly, perfectly, I think. So big up to the Punisher. Um, Mindhunter was really good as well. Um, I mean, I love me some true crime stuff and stuff based on true crime. So that was right up my alley. Um, the acting's really good. The script is really good. Um, you know, the the guy who plays Ed Kemper, the serial killer, is, is, is just phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Um, and yeah, really enthralling and entertaining. Um, so that's definitely an honorable mention. And uh, the Get Down Part Two. Um, the Get Down Part Two, I really, really enjoyed as well. Um, so yeah, that definitely goes on the honorable mention list as well. All right. So what do you think, boys? Um, in terms of like picking five out of all of that that we've done there, um, is there any one that you feel particularly strongly about that you would like to see definitely go on um, the Hall of Fame for this year? Um, Rich, do you want to start? Um, yeah, you keep, you keep on cutting out on my end. Uh, hopefully, it's just just it's just my. Okay. Cool. Okay. Okay. Cool. That's all right then. Uh, as long as you guys can hear me, fine. That's alright then. Um, the the get down part two. But you, you, listen, you know how much I love that. You know I've been killing that soundtrack. You know for you know since the since the series came out. Um, the crown was like I said, it caught me off guard, man. Same thing for Peaky Blinders. Mm. Uh, but I think I'm gonna have to take your choice and uh, and go with uh, what's it called? Um, American Gods, man. It was just. That was just a work of it was a work of art, man. It's just something fucking beautiful that was done for TV, man. Like, mm. like they raised the bar. Yeah. Like you, you just mentioned that Brian Fuller's Brian Fuller's leaving. Now my heart's beating. Like it's, it's generally beating because I think whoever step not whoever steps into his shoes, they're, they're big shoes to fill, man. Like you know, like he did. Like you said, he took done by somebody already. And made it another great piece of work. That's not something. That's not easy to do, man. No, not at all. So I mean, yeah, let, let's put let's put that in a hall of fame because come by this time next year, we might be we, we might be you know doing fucking American God season two as like one of the worst TV shows that that we ever watched. So hmm. I'm gonna pick a American Gods and put it as a as a HOF. Cool. Yeah, all right. My choice anyway. Cool. Well, I'm I'm happy to go with the crown, even though I've never seen it. Everybody who I know who speaks of it says nothing but great things about it. So, um, yeah, I'm happy with to go with the crown. So we can have American Gods and the Crown. Um, Alf, is anyone you, that you're particularly partial to that you definitely mm -hmm. want to see in there? Uh, 
Uh, well, Stranger Things is already in, isn't it? Oh, no, no, I haven't added that. But yeah, Stranger Things will definitely go in, yeah. Okay. Sure. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to throw Attack on Titan just because fucking... When was the first season was what, 2013? Yeah. We had to wait four fucking... I was still in my 20s when the first season came out. You know what I mean? It was such a long wait. Mm. I wish it had come sooner. But what happened was was so good that that yeah, I, I totally dig it. And uh and yeah, like I'd like to see it in there. Cool. Attack on Titans in there. Um so we need one more. Uh um let me see. Well, can anybody choose this one? Yeah, if you if you've got one you want to definitely go with, then yeah, sure. Um, I'll, I'll put Peaky Blinders up there, you know. Peaky Blinders. All right, cool. Yeah. yeah. Cool, yeah, cool. I mean, yeah, to be honest, fucking, fucking Peaky Blinders, mate. <laughs> Fuck with us, <laughs> fucking catch ya. <laughs> I wear flat caps and a fucking waistcoat. I'll fucking catch ya. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm happy with that. Man. <laughs> to be honest, I mean, as said, it's just like with movies i feel like it's been like a, a ridiculously strong year for tv as well so um any one yeah. of those choices that we've given you know arguably deserve a place in, in the hall of fame um because they've all been outstanding i mean no hero academia i completely forgot to mention that alvin yeah, yeah um so thank you for bringing that up because yeah that was really good as well um really really good that surprised me how good it was um so yeah i mean every, everything that we've mentioned oh excuse me sorry um, everything that we've mentioned there is, yeah, is, it deserves a place. So, all right, our Hall of Fame for TV for the best of 2017. So we have uh, American Gods Season 1, uh, The Crown, Stranger Things Season 2, Attack on Titan Season 2, and Peaky Blinders Season 3. So, listeners, if you haven't seen any of those, um, again, we urge you to go and check those out. Um, they are really, really good. Um, really high quality stuff, uh, especially if you're like us and you like to binge. Of course you're like us. That's why you're listening to us. But, um, you know, definitely go and check those out uh, because they're, they're worth a, a watch. Um, and again, I've got pat you boys on the back as well because what I love about our list is we, we have we usually have quite a diverse um, cross-section of stuff. It's never too top-heavy on one thing or another, um, both with the movies and now with the TV shows as well. So, yeah, top work, gents. Top work. Thank you. All right. Um, now, we were going to talk about uh, comics um, and sort of top five comics of the year. But to be honest with you, listeners, um, I've really not read much comics at all in 2017. I don't know why. I don't know how. But I just haven't. Um, and both Alvin and Richard have some quite strong thoughts about comics in, in general this year. Um so I think what we'll do is we'll save that the bulk of that discussion for um, part two um, when we discuss the worst of 2017. Um, but just in case there were any titles that either of you wanted to throw out um, as outstanding sort of comic books that you read this year, um, Alvin and Rich, was there anything at all that you wanted to, to kind of add? Yeah, well, I'll just mention the five, like mm -hmm. Super Sons, Mr. Miracle, Doomsday Clock, Nightwing, The New Order, and Batman White Knight. And if you're smart, you'll notice that all of those books were DC, which actually says a lot about Marvel. Mm. Um, Rich, did you want to add any? 
Yeah, uh, I mean, my main two ones were, well, for this year, like I said, my year's been a bit funny, so I'm looking at things again. Did I read that this year or did I read it last year? But Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. I just, I just I really, really enjoyed. And, um, and The Ultimates, uh, The Ultimates 2, mm-hmm. I really, really enjoyed. And um, I just enjoyed both of those series just for the simple fact that Marvel, well, Marvel has been missing the cosmic side of its, you know, of, of its brand for like a good few years. And, um, and, it, and it just brought it back and it, and it just missed it. It just reminded me of like really, really good Fantastic Four issues or even like when Walt Simonson, Walter Simonson was writing Thor in like in, in the 80s and the 90s and just, just running wild with, like with the cosmic side of the universe. And um, it was just re- really, really well written, written. Um, yeah, just those two, to be honest. I mean, like I said, we're going to touch upon some stuff when we talk about the worst of the comic books um, that came out. Um, and yeah, yeah, just those, those two. So if anybody has a chance to pick any, any comics, uh, go pick up the Ultimates and go pick up the, the latest one of Guardians of the Galaxy, which actually ends after this last issue. If uh, That's what Alvin was telling me. So, so yeah. Cool, cool. Alvin, sorry, what was the name of that last one? Was it Dark? Dark? Batman White Knight. Batman White Knight, sorry, yeah. Yeah. That's it. By Sean Gordon Murphy. Yeah, Batman White Knight. Okay, cool. So um yeah, listeners, you've got a couple of comic book recommendations there as well. Um so if you haven't read any of those, then go and check them out and see what you think. Um and lastly, I guess well, yeah, I put this down, but again, <laughs> I played nothing new, but yeah, um, I'd put down for games of the year, but um, to be honest, I don't think any of us here have really played any new games that have been released this year. We're too busy adult in for that, unfortunately. Um, but we can at least share some of the, the positive gaming experiences for the year. So, um, Rich, um, I mean, I know you've really been enjoying kind of playing Destiny online and you've mentioned it before on the podcast and things like that. Um, what is it about Destiny that you've kind of enjoyed so much this year? So was that to me? Yeah, because you guys are st- you're still cutting out. Was that to oh, me? Are you still having trouble hearing us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's odd. Uh, are you hearing me? So, okay, yeah. No, no, like yeah, I said, no, so, as long as right. you can hear me, then that's all right. Okay, cool. Yeah. But yeah, but I mean, the, I mean, g- gaming wise, um, yeah, I'm still killing Destiny, man. Like, like me, I'm, I'm me, my, I've been playing with my brother online and a couple of other friends. And uh, we're tempted to, like, you know, go and grab Destiny 2, but we've kind of found out that Destiny 2 started off really, really well. And then it's kind of, like, made some really poor um as to how you can now play the game. So we've kind of held off for it. So, yeah, Destiny 1, I'm, I'm still killing. Um, I recently got the, the newest Uncharted game, which is, I think, Uncharted Lost Legacy. Uh, and that's not too bad. Um, I've got about, I think, like, into like the third or fourth mission. I need to sit down and just concentrate on the story again and then see how I feel about it. But, um, that's, that's a game that I've been playing. And um, I'm trying to think if there's another game that I was kind of... It's for the Telltale games. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, so the Guardians of the Galaxy, the Batman, um, the Batman one. And they're not too bad, so I'm actually considering picking them up at some point as well, um, just to, you know, carry on because they, they're quite entertaining. Yeah, I've picked up um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, I got it as a Christmas gift, and um, it's it's not too bad. I've I've been enjoying it so far. 
Um, so yeah, that's all right. And it definitely makes me want to play the Batman ones because I, I do play Telltale games. Um, I played all the Walking Dead titles and um, the Walking Dead titles are really good. Um, but I haven't played the Batman ones yet, so I do want to get around to playing those as well. Um, Alf, anything you wanted to add? Uh, no, because, um, well, I mean, there's been a lot of good games come out this year, but uh, I've not, I've not had like, I did really a chance to like buy any that many new good games, and the games that I did buy turned out to kind of be mediocre, so they're actually on my worst list. Uh, mm. So you'll find out about them in uh, what in part two. Cool. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, listeners. Well, thanks a lot for joining us on the ride, and thank you for joining us in 2017 as well. Um, as I said, this has been like a, a really fun year for us here. Um, and you know what's amazing is the way that we've kind of grown as as a podcast over the last 12 months as well. Um, we are getting a lot more listeners and a lot more plays, and a lot of those plays are coming from all over the world as well, which is just blowing my mind, man. <laughs> it really is. Um, so yeah, thank you for for listening to us, and thank you for sharing us with your friends, and thank you for you know being around with us and interacting with us on social media as well. Um, so with that, I, I wanted to do a couple of big ups as well. Um, I wanted to big up a few people who have really been kind of consistent throughout the year with with kind of being involved and and kind of helping us and and kind of encouraging us and, and you know giving advice and all sorts of things. Um, so I wanted to say a, a real big up and a thank you to uh, the Man Brain Podcast, uh, Jay Del Negro from. Uh, his podcast as well. I forgot the name of it now. It's just completely escaped my head. But Jay, um, big up to yourself, man, because he's he's always encouraged us. Uh, just in time podcast as well. Um, shout out to the hashtag blackout podcast as well. Uh, it's whatever podcast. Um, the guys from Damn We Grown, uh, that geek chick, uh, Miss L, and the Two Shots and a Brew podcast crew. Uh, Radical Star Productions, J Three Hundred and Sixty Productions. Um, and Jeff from the Kung Fu Driving podcast as well. Uh, he's been a real supporter of ours and he runs a really cool podcast. So you should definitely go and check that out. Um, and big up to all the people on Twitter who follow us and retweet every time a new episode comes out. Thank you. Um, in particular, I wanted to say a big thanks to Kale, who always gets involved in the question of the week. Um, thanks a lot for that. You know, that, that really helps us. Um, and a shout out to Rob as well from Emotionally 14, because he always gets involved. And um, we've had a little back and forth a couple of times this year. And he seems like a really cool dude. Um, and of course, Rob is is part of uh, the pod scene as well. So I've got to say a big, big up to them and a big thank you to them as well for including us uh, in the collective this year. Um, that's really, really helped us. Um, so thank you to them. Um, and also a thank you to our guests as well from this year, uh, Nigel from Mayamada, um, who's appeared twice on the show this year. And each time he's come on has, has really, you know, given a lot of knowledge and, and a lot of passion and had so many interesting things to say about, um, you know, kind of the, the pop culture world. Uh, so he's definitely somebody worth keeping an eye on in, in the next year. Um, a big thank you to Lou, Lou Fripwood, um, aka Afro Cosplay as well. Um, thank you to her for coming on and, and sharing her experiences with us. Um, you know, she's been really popular with our listeners and um, she's a top, top girl. So um, we're definitely going to have her back on the show next year. Uh, and finally to uh, Maria Lewis as well, um, who, you know, made a lot of time for us and um, 
we were lucky enough to sit down and interview her earlier in the year and, and she was a fantastic guest and has been a fantastic supporter of us as well from, from the moment we, we started pretty much. And, you know, it's brilliant to have people like that um, invested and, and people like that willing to give up their time for us. So thank you very much as well. So that's going to do it for us for a part one. Um, this is the end, sadly, but just for now, because we'll be back with part two very soon. And um, part two is going to be the worst of the year. And boy, there's going to be some stinkers. And I imagine it's going to get kind of heated. So you ain't going to want to miss that one. So make sure wherever you're listening to this, that you subscribe. Listening to the end of the podcast as well, there'll be a little special audio section that will tell you how you can subscribe and how you can follow us. All right, we're going to say goodbye for now. So it's goodbye from me. Um, Rich, say goodbye. Goodbye. Alvin, say goodbye. See you later. All right. And we'll see you on the other side in uh, part two, folks. Peace out and stay safe. Peace. If you like what you just heard, why don't you follow us online? You can find us on Twitter at WulongTalks.com, on Facebook at WulongTalks, and on Instagram at WulongTalks. We also have our blog, which we update uh, kind of regularly, and you can find us there at www.wulongtalks.com. If you have any ideas for topics or would like us to feature your geek-based products or business on our show, you can always get in touch with us via email at wulongtalkspodcast at gmail.com.